Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I got something I want to talk about to you. Welcome to another edition of Communication Mixdown. Hello, I'm John Langer. This week we're focusing on Australia's first people's languages and communication. And we're going to do this by way of two very recently published books. One of the books is entitled Willem, a Birrarung Story. And one of the co-authors is the Yarra River Keeper, Andrew Kelly, who's with me in the studio. Hello, Andrew. Good evening, John. And the other book is entitled Nagara... Na- uh, uh, pardon my, pardon my. Uh, no, I'm laughing because I don't know if I do it much better. <laughs> Nagana, it's uh, is is an Aboriginal name, and it's it's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander words and phrases. It's co-authored by our other guest, Auntie Faye Muir, and she's an elder and traditional owner of the Bunwurrung country. And she's a senior linguist at the Victorian Aboriginal Corporation for Languages. And she's with us on the phone. Hello, Auntie Faye. Hi there. How are you all? Good. Auntie We're... Faye, show us how you do it. You say it. It's Nanga. Nanga. Gananga. Yes. Okay. Nanga. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Auntie Faye. And our, our other guest is, a, is the co-writer of the book. And she's the award-winning author, Sue Lawson. And she writes books for children and young adults. And she's also with us in the studio. Hello, Sue. Hi, John. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Now, just to start us off, maybe we should find out a little bit about these books. So I'm going to let you, as the authors, tell us a little bit about it. And you'll obviously do a better job than me. Andrew, let's start with Willem, a Birrarung story. What kind of book is it and who is it aimed at? And maybe start with the title because I think it has something to do with your role as a riverkeeper. Willem... A Birrarung Story is the title. So the main bit of the title is Willem and the subtitle is A Birrarung Story. Birrarung, of course, being the First Nations name for our Yarra River. Yarra is also an Indigenous word but not the name given to the river. And it's a 32-page children's picture book, so lots of lush, lovely colour. And what's the word Willem? What does that Willem means home. Mm. So it is my river, my home is the concept behind it. Right. And Andy Faye and Sue, I'll ask you the same question. What kind of a book is it that uh, that you've published? What, what and what's the aim of the book? And maybe again, we'll start with the title because my pronunciation, as you just <laughs> heard, with my Canadian accent, is probably not doing it justice. Andy Faye, do you want to do that? Yeah, sure. Um, well, Nanga is is a Bumurang word, and it means to know. So. It's knowing what the meanings of the words that we've got in this book for um, the wider community because you know, they don't really know some of the, our, um, our sayings. So it's more or less for children and adults as well. So it's letting them know that um, 
the words and the phrases are Aboriginal sayings. And it's kind of too, um, because we've got, oh gosh, 250 language groups, what we've got is an umbrella of sort of how it fits generally. So a couple are specific to a specific national area, but generally it's kind of an umbrella, isn't it, Annie Faye? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it. I've looked at the book and uh, found it very interesting. Actually, it's it is. A, it's like a glossary of, of of some sort. Is it? Isn't it? Yeah, I would think that's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah. And our our aim was so that because I know in my generation, I was born in sixty three, we were too scared to go. So what does country mean? And Auntie Faye and I talked about it and wouldn't it be great if we had it in every classroom and that our kids just knew they didn't have to ask. It was second nature mm. what mm. these terms mean. And uh, Andrew, just to go back to your your book. Uh, whoops. I think we're getting a bit of music here. We are. Auntie Faye, is that you? He lost Auntie Faye. She might have put us on hold. She has got a new puppy, and the puppy's quite become quite bold, oh, apparently. Okay. So, right. well, maybe that's what's happened. <laughs> now, uh, Andrew, just uh, to go back to your book, uh, just describe. It's it's not just about words. It's there's pictures in it as well. Tell us a little bit about the the images and the and the illustrations. Uh, what I should have said earlier is that it's the story of the river from. Dawn in the Central Highlands, where the river begins and follows through the day until it reaches uh, the bay, Port Phillip Bay. And Lisa, so I should have mentioned, and, and I was honoured and privileged to write this book with uh, Auntie Joy Murphy, who's the sen- senior Wurundjeri elder, and uh, Lisa Kennedy, who's a Trawalwe woman from North West Tasmania. I think Northwest. I think Northwest. Mm. And so Lisa's just done these absolutely gorgeous pictures. So we begin in the in the mountains and she has this lovely picture of Bunjil soaring over the, the mountains and she's just layered it in with so much colour, so much vibrancy and um, I must admit I think I did a good illustration brief for her but she really took it to the next <laughs> level and went out and really explored every site along the river because you actually know which page... Which ah. part of the world each page is? Okay, it's actually a part of the river. So she went there and she looked and she got all the animals and all the wildlife and all the plants mm. and all the birds into the book. So you can spend endless hours just searching mm. through the pictures. In my way of thinking, both of these books that we're dealing with are, deal with language, and language to me has everything to do with communication, but also with community and with identity. And I was wondering if you might make a comment with your take on the relationship of the importance of learning about Australian Indigenous language and how it communicates to to people. And you must have given this a fair bit of uh, consideration when you were putting things together. We're both looking. You go first. (laughs) (laughs) You sure? Yeah. Um, So, well, for this book, we have, uh, for Willem, the Wurundjeri words are built seamlessly into the text, so we don't put them in brackets. We don't put an explanation for them after the word in brackets. We just allow the Wurundjeri language to take its natural place among the English words. So that's really important, I think, because the thing I think, um, and I'm suspecting Sue's on the same page, is we really want to see uh, First Peoples' language 
come into our daily use. So instead of talking about a wombat, we might talk about a wareen when we're in Melbourne or a dulai warung for the platypus. We'd know both words, but we would just naturally use them a bit like we now use birarang ma. Mm. Mm. So what, what, what's your take on, on the connection between language, communication and all those issues around identity and related to your book? I can't really talk about um, the Aboriginal take on it because that's not for me to say. But it is, from my point of view, learning, it is such a rich, beautiful language. I love hearing it. Clearly I murder it when I try and say it. But I love hearing it and I love um, the pride in it that it gives you. And for me, it's such a rich, rich culture, full stop. Mm. If we can just, you know, acknowledge it and celebrate it and respect it, I think as a nation we'll grow up. Look, I was going to ask Andy Fay the same question, but I think we've lost her. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put a track on and mm-hmm. um, what we'll do is see if we can get Andy Fay back. <laughs> Sorry about that, that interruption. You're with Communication Mixdown, and we're talking about first people's language and communication. And Andy Faye, are you there? Yes, I am. Now, the question that I wanted to ask about was with with the connection of language to communication, it, 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 it it's involved with many other things as well. It's to do with community building, with identity. And I was wondering if you might make a comment on your how you see the connection between First Nation languages and communication? Um, well, First Nations languages are the oldest language in, in the world. And we, um, to communicate, it's an oral language, so that we, um, we speak about our country, about our, um, ourselves, and it's it's to do with language and and country is, is our culture. So it's making sure that um, we are aware of who we are, where we come from, and our connection to that country. So it's very important to us as uh, a First Nations people. Yes, and and uh, this 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 is uh, something that comes right across in the book as well. I, I think this the book does a very good job of. Um, ex- explaining some of the some of the language. Yes, yeah, it does. Now I'm just going to turn to Andrew again, and uh, 
follow up a bit on Willem Abirong's story. Could you read a little section for us? The You were talking about how the, the words were fit into the story. Just read us the first page. Certainly, John. Um, if you have the illustrations, of course, you understand the words, so I will explain them as I go along, and my pronunciation will be truly awful, and uh, Auntie Joy will be very embarrassed, I'm sure, <laughs> since she did a beautiful reading at re- readings when we launched the book. So we begin, uh, and it, I'll just paint the picture. We've got Dawn here over the Central Highlands. We have Bunjil uh, soaring over the countryside, and it says Es Noir, which is the sun, rises, turning clouds over the distant city red. Bunjil, Bunjil of course, is the eagle, the um, chief... Uh, Figure. Our creative spirit. Creative spirit. Thank you, Auntie mm. Faye. That's okay. Banjul soars over the mountain ash, flying higher and higher as the wind warms. Below Birarung begins its long winding path down to Palamwarine, which is the Port Phillip Bay. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Interesting. And uh, the book has has the, the words uh, spaced in, in right through the book. Is that the way it works? Yes, and there is a visual glossary at the back if you get curious right. about it. Right. And it's it's Wurrung language. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Where Where is that located? That's um, around Melbourne, and it's a, um, a language which is close to Unwurrung. We're sort of uh, connected through through Melbourne. So, you know, a lot of our words are similar, about 96% are similar language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Wurundjeri territory goes all the way up to the top of the, the Yarra. So it kind of encapsulates that part of the Yarra catchment. Right, uh, right. So it, it encapsulates the Central Highlands. Now, the book is called Willem, A Birrarung Story, and I'm speaking with the co-author, Andrew Kelly. He's the His main job during the day is the Yarra River Keeper, and I think that's possibly why he was interested in uh, developing this book because it's a story of the Birrarung. Absolutely, the Yarra. So. And uh, also we should mention the publisher, it's Black Dog Books. It is Black that's Dog it. Books. And the illustrator is Lisa Kennedy. Auntie Faye, um, where, what's her country? Because we talked about that when we lost you. Uh, in, in Tasmania. Andrew was right. He wasn't sure. I thought, oh, you'll know. <laughs> yes. We'll come back in a minute. We're just going to hear this, and uh, we'll be back with our authors in a, in a minute. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show, or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. You're with Communication Mixdown, and this week we're talking about First Nation language and the connection it has to issues to do with communication and identity. And we're doing this in a way that connects us, connects us with two recently published books. Now let's turn to the second book, uh, Andy Faye, give us the give us the title of the of the book, and um, just tell us a little bit about the book. Um, Nanga is um, to know, so it's uh, phrases and words of um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, their sayings, and I, what they mean. And look, I, 
I, something I just come in here myself, uh, having read, you know, read some of the book through. One of the things that I found really interesting for for me was the word boomerang, for example, which everybody uses, but I yep. didn't actually realize that the boomerang as a as an instrument was actually as complicated as it <laughs> as it is. I always, I guess, I pick up what what I get from popular culture. It's supposed to be this flat thing that's bent. And comes in fl- and and sort of comes back to you when you throw it. But in your book, it describes many many different kinds of boomerangs. That's right. It's, you know, it's aerodynamically um, made so that you know some of these do come back, but they don't all, always come back. There's you know killer boomerangs that when they hit the animal, they just drop. Mm. Um, and there's just the um, the ones that you can get just as a souvenir as well. I heard a, um, I think I told Andy Faye, this was up in Uluru and heard a man speak about the different boomerangs and he was saying that, you know, up there they they break a, they break a leg with them and then they club the animal to death. Got a few sighs from the rest of the people sitting there going, oh, but I'm like, oh, right. And, you know, and he was uh, saying coastal is where you'll get your returning boomerangs. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay. Mm. Well, look, all of that is, for me, that was all very, very interesting. And Andy Faye, I wanted to ask another uh, another question because the book, as I was reading through it, is, is actually a mix of Aboriginal words, English words, and English words that are used by First Nation peoples in very particular cultural ways. And one of those words that I came across was the word cousin. Tell us how what the word cousin, how it's used culturally. Well, we say cows when we're talking about our cousins. And that's a, a, an endearing um, word to use for them, like cuz and uh, bro and sis. So it's uh, just sort of abbreviating the word. And uh, as, as I was reading through it, 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 it has to do with uh, perhaps people of the same generation. Is that right? Yes, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, that was something that was for me was quite interesting to re- read about as well. And uh, as you were saying before, it's a it's a book that's aimed at young people, but I think it's it has relevance to lots of lots and lots of lots of us older people. Absolutely, definitely, because you know when you know you went to school, nothing was taught about that. Mm. No, yeah, absolutely so, you know, not. It, it's something that um, needs to be brought out so that the kids can take it home and teach their parents. Mm, mm, very interesting. Sue, I wanted to ask you something mm-hmm. that an, another word that I came across. I mean, the book is, is as I said, it's, it's like a glossary, so it's in alphabetical order. The words are alphabetically listed. But I was dipping in, and one of the words that, that I came across, an English word, resistance. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought that was a very interesting word to include in in the book. Why why was that word included? Well, when we did the words, Anifa and I went through and went, this is what we want. And there were some things I didn't think, you know, I was going, oh, do we put massacre, for example? And Anifa said, yes, definitely. And resistance is another one of those because there's this myth that Aboriginal people didn't fight back and Torres Strait Islanders didn't fight back when white people first arrived, that they just sort of went, oh, okay. But they did resist and they did fight and it was a prolonged, bloody, horrible battle. 
battle. Mm. And basically they were overcome simply by the weaponry. You know, a gun against a spear, there's no comparison. So that's why we wanted it in there. We wanted it to be really honest, didn't we, Faye? We wanted it to be yes, honest and open. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I look, I, I, I certainly appreciate that as well. And uh, it was very interesting to see those see those words, which I guess in some ways were unexpected to be yeah. see, seen in, in that context. And, it, and I really have to um, thank, praise, bow down to our publisher, Marianne Ballantyne, because she just backed us 100% and supported this book uh, ferociously. You know, mm. it wouldn't, be, yes, wouldn't yeah. be what it is without Marianne. Now I want to no, ask you. Uh, I want to ask you. Uh, you you published the book. It's out now. Are there any words that you would like to have included <laughs> that you had to leave out? Do you and want if to... you and if you had to pick one, Auntie Faye and Sue, if you had to pick one, what would it be? What's yours, Faye? Oh, I had a list the other day. <laughs> yeah, I've got a list too. <laughs> Well, I'm, when, I, when I was writing that... That's that, our second, second edition. That's yep. exactly... Andy Faye, that's exactly what I wrote down. I said, this is probably what your second edition will be made up of. Look, we see it as um, very much a work in progress that will continue to yeah. grow and will continue to add. And, you know, every now and again we'll be... Because we still write together and we still work together and we've got quite a few books that we're working on. Um, and we'll every now and again look at each other and go, oh, we forgot that. Oh, we've got to put that in. Mm. So, yeah, it is a work in progress, isn't it, Faye? It is, definitely. Uh, Well, look, the book is called, and I'll, excuse my pronunciation, Nagana and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island Words and Phrases. And uh, I have to say I found it genuinely interesting. And I've been talking with the author's senior linguist at the Victorian Aboriginal Corporation for Languages, Auntie Faye Muir, and writer Sue Lawson. And it's published by Black Dog Books, and we'll put the details on the Communication Mixed Down website. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you very much for uh, for your time tonight. And all My the best pleasure. all the best with your books. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you very Jeremy. much. Thank you. That's all we've got time for this week. This is Communication Mixed Down. We'll be here again next Monday. We'll speak to you then. Let's go out with a track by Buddy Knox. Mm-hmm.